Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Today's gospel comes from the book of Luke, the 17th chapter, beginning with the fifth verse. While the show notes includes the whole reading so you can refer to it, I am just going to read the first two verses because this is really what my message focuses on today. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. The Gospel of the Lord. Last Saturday, as I was driving around, I heard an essay about earthworms. Scott Simon on NPR's Weekend Edition was reflecting on the worms that his family acquired during the pandemic in order to compost food waste from his family's home. We'll share the link to that essay in the show notes today so you can listen to it if you would like to. In his essay, Simon quotes the author Amy Stewart, who wrote a book called The Earth Moved on the Remarkable Achievement of Earthworms. And she writes, the wiggle of worms through the dirt alter its composition, increased its capacity to absorb and hold water and bring about an increase in nutrients and microorganisms. She goes on to say, worms move the earth a remarkable accomplishment for a creature that weighs only a fraction of an ounce. If Jesus were on the road to Jerusalem today, I wonder if he would be lifting up earthworms as a testament of faith instead of mustard seeds. As I have been going about my week, I have found myself just ruminating on today's gospel that statement of the disciples at the start of this week's passage, increase our faith, has so captured my attention, I've had a hard time moving beyond it. Increase my faith. How many times, I wonder, have I thought that? Or even prayed that? Maybe you too. But this week I've been asking myself, how would I even know if Jesus answered my prayer and gave me more faith? If I miraculously obtained more faith, I wonder what indicators you would see in me. And what would I even do if I had more faith? It's a very strange request to come at this point in Luke's gospel. A Bible scholar by the name of Brian Stoffergen tells us that these are the same disciples who Jesus has sent out with power over demons and diseases. They preached and healed. They went about without any supplies of their own. They had faith to trust God for their necessities. And they had faith to heal the sick and cast out demons. They had faith to proclaim the coming rule of God. But that was at the very beginning of their ministry and the very beginning of Jesus' journey to Jerusalem. When all of the work before them was still novel and the disciples were still flush with the excitement that comes with new things. When they were eager to go and prepare Jesus' way in all the places that he intended to go. But by now in Luke's gospel, Jesus, the disciples, the crowds, and even the critics 
have been on that road for a very long time. We have been reading this journey to Jerusalem for over eight chapters, and the newness of it has worn off. Not least of all, because at every opportunity along the road, Jesus has been teaching and preaching and showing that God has a different way in mind, a way that subverts the cultural norms and disrupts the established systems, a way, as we heard last week, that challenges our notions of heaven and hell and invites us to live the salvation we long for today, a way that puts love, compassion, and mercy at the center of life and relationships, and not judgment or rules. And as if that were not enough, immediately before today's plea by the disciples, increase our faith, Jesus has given them a piece of instruction. He says to them, occasions for stumbling are bound to come, but woe to anyone by whom they come. It would be better for you if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea than for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If another disciple sins, you must rebuke the offender. And if there is repentance, you must forgive. And if the same person sins against you seven times and says, I repent, you must forgive. Increase our faith. Of course, that's what the disciples are asking for. What else could they ask for? The way of God that Jesus' life reveals is a way that asks more of us than any of us have to give. What can we say besides increase our faith, Lord? Maybe our plea to Jesus isn't, isn't in response to the need to forgive, but it is the silent plea that I find myself speaking when faced with the challenges that threaten to overwhelm us and our world. In the face of persistent and unending gun violence, in the shadow of Christian nationalism that threatens to subvert the good news of Jesus, in the midst of ongoing threats from climate change that will increasingly impact us as well as our neighbors near and far, I am painfully aware that the mission is too big and too hard for me, or even us working together, which is what makes Jesus' response so astounding. Because Instead of talking about methods to grow and nurture faith in response to the disciples' plea, Jesus begins to talk about mustard seeds and mulberry trees. What I hear in these examples that Jesus lifts up in response to our pleas increase our faith is a reminder that, our, that faith is not measured by indicators of more or less, great or small. Faith is measured in unremarkable and sometimes invisible actions, like mustard seeds planted in the earth, like earthworms moving the earth beneath our feet, like people, you and I, just going about faithfully doing our work. Pastor Diane Roth writes, any apostle might feel justified in thinking more faith is the answer or at least that it wouldn't hurt. And yet Jesus doesn't seem to think so. 
A mustard seed can do things we cannot ever imagine. Uproot a mulberry tree. You don't need more. There's no measuring. What is the answer, except to admit the truth that indeed the mission is too big and too hard for us. And we keep going anyway, because mustard seeds and earthworms and the spirit exist, and they are enough for God. And so are we. Not because of what we do, but because the Holy Spirit is in us and works through us. Jesus doesn't demand more faith from us, but he does invite us to practice the faith that we do have, trusting that God can work with our efforts, however insignificant and ordinary they might be. Several years ago, my husband and I were visiting his sister and her family in New York City, and we were entrusted with the care of our nephews one Saturday morning. As we walked home from the farmer's market in their neighborhood and past one of their schools, our nephew Sam ran into one of his classmates who was standing outside the doors of the school. And he asked Sam when their team would be leaving for the football game then. It was just around 10 o'clock in the morning when we ran into this classmate and the team wouldn't be leaving until almost one o'clock. We overheard the conversation. This student had traveled a long way to get to school. He couldn't go back home. It was gonna be a long wait. And we heard our nephew say to his classmate, you could come to my house and wait with me. And so it was that this young boy came to hang out with us and join us for breakfast that morning. Small, insignificant, just like an earthworm. Earthworm faith is what allows us to not be paralyzed by the immensity of the challenges we face in our world today. Instead, in our life, in our work, in our families, in the organizations we care about, we face the challenges and trust that God will use what we offer for good. That essay about earthworms that I heard last week ended with this reflection. Some weeks, it's cheering to remind ourselves that in the wild welter of news that seems to flash so quickly by, the most remarkable work is happening steadily and without fanfare, just beneath our feet. He may be referring to earthworms, but the spirit knows it's just as apt to be people like you and me going about our daily life as faithfully as we know how, trusting that God can and will use our efforts, no matter how insignificant and seemingly invisible they might be. Enjoy your week living out your earthworm faith.